Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, we started the school year off with Vision Sunday. Dallas Greenaway lays out the vision for our student ministry, which can be summed up in three simple words, belong, believe, become. Follow along and we hope you enjoy this message. Well, hello once again. So my name is Dallas. How many of you guys were here, if you're new in sixth grade, you were here for Six Rise. Anybody here for Six Rise? Nice. You probably saw my picture. Apparently, uh, there was some song that felt like a memorial song to me that played, right? And you thought that I was gone and never coming back. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm here, all right? So if we haven't met, my name is Dallas. I am our middle school pastor, and uh, I've been doing this for a long time now, and I love it. I love you guys. It was when I was in sixth grade that I started coming to this church. We were down the road, and we were at the... Southside Christian School building back then, um, and since we've obviously moved buildings and a lot has changed, um, but I, because I think what God did in me in middle school, starting in sixth grade, coming to this church, I finally trusted in Jesus, like end of seventh grade, beginning of eighth grade year, um, I think that that's why, like, I love you guys so much, and I believe in you, and not, not a lot of people do, like, maybe you guys feel that, maybe you are starting to feel it, like we're just sixth graders, or we're, if you're a seventh or eighth grader, like we're seventh and eighth graders, what can we do? Like my parents don't give me a lot of responsibility or independence, and uh, the schools don't seem to do do that either, Uh, but I really do believe in you guys. I believe that God wants to do something in you, and not just in you, but he wants to do something like through you. Like he wants to use you to change maybe your family, he wants to use you maybe to change your school or your neighborhood. Like I, I really do think that God wants to do something big in you, not like one day, but potentially right now. And so that's part of the reason that that I love you guys so much that I uh, have devoted, I mean, this is like, this is my life. This is what I do every single day, day in, day out, is, is hang out with you guys, think about you, pray for you, prepare for you, prepare events for you, all those kinds of things. Um, that's that's what I do. It's what I love to do. So no, no better job on the planet for me and uh, just how I'm wired, how I fit, and what my story is. So that's a little bit about me. I want to get to know you guys a little bit. So this is where, I don't know how you guys did it in FG Kids or in the preteen ministry, if you're coming straight from that. Uh, But I wanna interact with you guys a little bit. So here's my question to you, and you can raise your hand and give me answers. It's a very simple question. What do you like to do in your free time? All right, very simple question. Girls on the the front row, Tara? Volleyball, Volleyball, nice. Play with your friends? FaceTime, draw, play outside, or paint. I love that. Yes, James? Archery, please don't shoot me. Yes, Alexander. Football, nice, big man. Guys in the back? Baseball? Judah, right? Football, nice. Baseball, well done. No, no other hand raises, make sure I won't get you guys. Hockey, nice. You play like street hockey or ice hockey? Real ice hockey, nice, the real, real deal. Yes, girls? Basketball and soccer? I didn't know you played soccer. Write music, love it, Isabel. Marching band. Basketball and piano, those are basically the same thing, right? Taekwondo, Taekwondo, don't for me, I don't wanna get kicked, right? Yep. Ballet, so good. I do all of these things. Soccer, can you imagine me doing ballet? Uh, Soccer, maybe you could see me doing that more, I don't know, my legs are probably too short. Yes, Aiden, last one. Basketball and tennis. Yes, my man. Okay, seriously, the last one now, Dahlia. Singing. Well, get up here. 
<laughs> so you can't say something like that that you could actually like do in front of us. I guess you could do Taekwondo. You could show us like one of your uh, one of your whole tests or whatever, right? You could do one of those. So so actually, I did uh, Taekwondo back in the day for a few years. I was a purple belt. Thank you very much, Jesse. I know you're wondering. Um, uh, <laughs> a purple or green? I can't remember. What'd you say? Not, is there a purple belt in Taekwondo? No. Is there a green belt? Okay, well, I got to that one, whatever that is. I think in Atlanta, it's different. Okay, that's what I'll, t- <laughs> that's what I'll tell you right now. Um, so I enjoy a lot of those things. I'm a big football fan. Uh, for better or worse, through the ups and the downs, I am a Carolina Gamecock, okay? So both my parents went there. Any of you Clemson fans, unless your family went there or something else, you're just bandwagoners at this point, okay? And as soon as you realize that the downfall of Clemson is right now, that's what this message is about, ladies and gentlemen. The downfall of Clemson has come. The AD is gone. The defensive coordinator, both offensive coordinators. Thank you. Thank you. Look at that. That's the most like movement and response uh, that I've gotten in a long time. So there's a lot of people who have been praying for this for years. This is all on the live stream too, Jesse. I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm a Carolina Gamecock because I was, I was born into it. Okay, both my parents went there. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a professional football fan, probably because there's more to cheer about there for me. I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan, if that means anything to you. Okay, it's, it's love. I, I've been a Baltimore Ravens fan since I was 14 years old, Isaac. Okay, you big Saints fan. Don't be upset because your team's bad, okay? Okay. <laughs> Keep cheering for them as I've cheered for the Gamecocks, okay? I am pulling for Jameis this year, though. Okay, so some of you don't care. Some of you, that's like, I might as well be speaking another language, right? But that's, got, that's like my favorite sport. I'm a, a video game player, okay? So if you, if you are a gamer, if you play games on your phone, or if you have an Xbox or a PlayStation or a Nintendo Switch or a Nintendo Wii, how many of you, the only system in your house that you have is a Nintendo Wii? Anybody? Yeah, I know that there's some of you representing in this house. Thank you for playing Wii Sports. I know that when you said you played tennis and you played hockey, you just meant on Wii Sports and not like in real life, okay? I know, I know the truth. Um, so that's a little bit about me. I have, a, I, have a, I have a wife and two little boys. I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old right now. They're real sweet. You'll get to see them. Sometimes they come up after their, their classes are done in the morning, so you'll get to meet them. A uh, little bit about me. Um, what about this? Here's, here's a, another question. What do you want to be? So that's like what you are doing right now. What would you like to be doing? If you could do anything, what would you want to do when you grow up? Like when you're done with school, like, hey, I got this degree, or I went into this job field, or I ended up being a professional at this thing. What are some of the things you would be real quick? Uh, Pediatrician? Therapist. Nice. Nice. You guys need to go into business together, I think is what I just heard. Yes. Farmer? Farmer? Yeah. Love that. Psychologist? A urologist? Neurologist, okay, that's uh, top and bottom of the body, right? Yep. Both going to the military, <laughs> so we flex on them. Nice, yes. Nice. A lot of therapists in the room. Nice, and design the interior of my house, okay? Actually, my wife is great at that, so we're fine. Interior designer, you guys are going into business together. Yes, in the back. What is it? An author? I would love that for you. Yes. Yep. Landscape design. Dermatologist. Teacher. Author singer. Yeah. 
Nice. Yes, all those things go together. So she's going to start out as a babysitter. This is the business plan or, or the life plan. Babysitter, go work at Chick-fil-A, okay? A little bit of an upgrade, getting some business experience there. <laughs> and then you're going to go and... Foster or animal rescuer, okay. <laughs> Farmer, singer, and author, all at the same time? Let's do it. Singer, musician. Veterinarian, love it. House designer, electrical engineer, get out. Actually, hey, now's the time, if there was ever a time as a middle schooler, you could say that and like get away with it and your parents be like, um, maybe you actually could do that. It would be now. Not when I was in middle school though. NBA player and player announcer or player announcer. You could do both. You can be an NBA player first, and then you become an announcer later, right? That's what some of those guys do. Alexander? Football coach. Love it. Guys? Movie writer? Caleb? Nice. A what? A minister? Let's go, baby. Nice. We got one coming up. I love it. Riley? What is it? Food truck owner. Let's go. We're all going to eat at Riley's food truck. Drew? Professional baseball player? Nice. Become an Air Force officer. Jay? What is it? What is it? Say it again. Why can't I understand what you're saying? A man. Do you know what he's saying? A mil- not military. Military? Yeah, you're going to go into the military? Dude, I love it. We got a lot of you guys who actually want to go into the military. Uh, Rose, last one. Why? You- a hairdresser. Nice. So we got a lot of military people. We got some like doctor, therapist, counselor people. We got some teachers. We got a lot of professional athletes in here. Man, I hope that you guys reach all of those dreams and more. Uh, those are like big dreams. Seriously, I was with my man in the back when I was in middle school. Like when I was young and growing up, here's what I wanted to be. Uh, I watched a lot of Indiana Jones. Do you guys know who that is? And so I, I wanted, <laughs> I, yeah, that's right. He's in Fortnite. That guy from Fortnite. That's, sorry. Indiana Jones, the movies came after he was in Fortnite. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how that, that's how the timeline worked. Uh, <laughs> I forget. Yeah, that guy from Fortnite. Um, so Indiana Jones, you know, he's an archaeologist. He was in Fortnite, and he then was in the movies. Um, <laughs> but so I wanted to be an archaeologist when I was growing up. Uh, at some point, I wanted to be a cartoonist because I watched this show called Pappy Land. You should look it up sometime. It's like this old guy who he was he was Pappy. Like I, I called my one of my grandfathers. I called him Pappy. So maybe that's why I like this show so much. But Pappy on Pappy Land would teach you how to draw. And so I was like, I was gonna, I was going to be a cartoonist. Uh, I had some other thoughts like that. I wanted to be a professional football player. I thought, hey, I may never grow tall enough, but maybe I could like sell a children's line of cleats and it would be extremely popular. Okay, because they could wear like. Basically the same shoe that I wear. And uh, I, like I had all these 
ideas. But when I was in middle school, when if, if somebody asked me, especially by the time I got to eighth grade, what did I want to be? It was a youth pastor. Like I thought that my youth pastors were the best. I thought they were the coolest. I thought they had the best job. In fact, I would say that even before I became a Christian, I wanted to do what my youth pastors were doing. Like I wanted to be a youth pastor, even though I didn't quite understand what that meant uh, and the fullness of, hey, it wasn't just the job that I wanted that my youth pastors had, but it was, it was Christ that was within them. Like I, I just really wanted the life that they were experiencing that could only come from Jesus. And so really, whether you're enjoying just your hobbies and the things that you like to do in your free time right now, or eventually you get to go and you get to do that thing that you've always wanted to do, become a professional in the thing you've always wanted to be a professional in and have that be just where you make your money and where you are extremely successful. And all of those things, like those are things that we do, but ultimately that's not really who we've been called to be. Like in, in all those things, whether you're doing what you wanna do right now or not, whether you're doing what you wanna do one day or not, like in, in everything, as you're in middle school and high school and college and whatever comes next for you after you're done with school stuff, in all of those things, there's actually a calling that's put on our life that in a lot of ways is the same. And we've kind of broken down this calling and in some ways put it into our vision statement, which is just three words. They all begin with the same letter. Does anybody know what those three words might be? Anybody? Yes, right in the front row. Belong, believe, Belong, believe become. You cheater. How could you? Just kidding. That was up there so you guys could cheat, okay? And it's on my shirt. That's right. So again, an opportunity to cheat. Uh, but, but fairly, you can cheat on this, okay? So yes, this is our vision statement. Belong, believe, and become. And really, this is our statement for our student ministry. But honestly, this can be a statement for all of life and certainly seems to be a, a statement uh, for how Jesus seemed to do life and seemed to do ministry. And here's the whole idea. That first B of belonging, does anybody wanna take a shot at what belonging means? You guys help me draw out what this means. Yep. Good, make that you feel like you belong here, that you feel like you're supposed to be here. Here, excuse me, here's what it means for our student ministry, is that whether you're a Christian or not, whether you are someone who's grown up in the church or not, whether you feel like you have any friends here or not, like when you first come in, here's what we want you to feel is that you belong here, that you're welcomed here, that you're accepted here, that we're not asking you to, to change who you are or dress a certain way or look or, or act a certain way. Like we just want you to feel like you are welcome and you belong here. So when you walk in and you're playing games and you're hanging out or you're, you're in the big group and we're all playing a game together or you're sitting next to somebody in a small group, like we want this to be a place where you find some belonging. That's what we see with Jesus. But it's, it's a little bit deeper than just, hey, belonging because this is a cool place to be. But it's like, no, that you belong with God and you belong with the people of God. That's what we mean by belonging. Then it gets to the second B, that at some point, this second B might happen, which is believe. What do we mean by believe? Yep. Believe that Jesus was who he said he was, right? Believe that Jesus is God. Believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. That all along the way, whether you spend the next three years with us or the next seven years with us all the way through high school or just the next one year with us, like we want you to feel like you belong here, yes, but over and over and over again, we're gonna talk about Jesus in hopes that the Holy Spirit might work inside of you to the point that you would actually believe that he really is your Lord and Savior and King, that you would give your life to him. 
And then that starts us on this lifelong journey of become. What does become mean? The third B in our vision statement. Anybody want to take a stab at become the third B? Yes, Nathan. Okay, becoming a follower of Christ. Yep, that's good. Anybody want to add to it? Yep, right here again. Becoming like Jesus, yes. Becoming so that you would belong. Hey, I I know now that I belong with the people of God. I belong with God. Now I'm believing that he really is who he said he was. He's the son of God. And then I'm becoming more and more like him, becoming more and more like Jesus. This is a word that we use a lot of times in the church. It's called discipleship or being a disciple. Literally, being a disciple just means that you follow in somebody's footsteps, that you start to do the things they do, that your life starts to look like their life, that you would become more like them. And the them or the person that we're talking about is Jesus, that we would follow in his footsteps, that we would become more like him. That's the whole becoming deal. And this seems to be what Jesus was doing in his ministry, that everywhere he went, that people, especially those who normally felt like they didn't belong, that there was something about Jesus that he made them feel welcomed. He made them feel accepted. He made them feel like, hey, I'm not really an outcast with this guy. In fact, it feels like I'm really close friends with him. Like he's sitting at the table with me, eating with me. When normal religious leaders of the day would have nothing to do with some of these people. And then oftentimes, people as they started to get to know Jesus, they didn't just like stop at this feeling of belonging and and friendship and relationship, but, but they like, really started to have, have a true depth of relationship with him. And they started to believe in him. Believe, hey, maybe this guy really is who he says he is. And then eventually people would start to follow him, starting to model their lives after him, start to be discipled by him, and then discipled by his disciples, and then discipled by the disciples who were discipled. Like all, this whole chain that leads us to where we are today, to where they, these people were becoming more like Jesus. And we actually get like a really quick snapshot glimpse of that happening in Luke chapter 19. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Luke chapter 19. This is a story of a man that maybe you've heard of. Maybe you've even heard a song about him. Man named Zacchaeus. Yes. Oh, it's on the screen. I was like, how do you guys know? You know Luke 19 is a story of Zacchaeus. Does anybody know the song? Can you sing the song for me? I don't exactly know the song. Yes, Ava, do you want to sing the song? Wee little man, wee little man was he. Nice. You don't have to go any further. You Ava, Ava's like, this is a bop. I want to keep going right now. Um, <clears throat> yes, yeah, so there's a fun song about Zacchaeus. He was a shorter little guy. Let's see uh, what that means, okay? Like where, where we get that? How do we know these short? Uh, the, just 10 verses. And I think we see belong, believe, become in here. So here's what I want you to do this morning, okay? You guys are really teaching this message in a lot of ways. You've given me a lot of answers already. I want you to keep going. I want, as, as we read through the, this passage and as we read through the 10 verses, I want you to tell me where do you see Jesus uh, making belonging happen? Where do you see believing happen? And where do you see uh, some becoming starting to happen? Somebody uh, starting to become more like Jesus. And maybe you already know, don't give it away to your friend. Let us read these 10 verses and we'll find out, okay? I'm gonna stop a little bit to make sure we're getting uh, the full story, but I'm gonna ask you, hey, where do you see these three things, okay? So verse one, Luke chapter 19, he, that's Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through, okay? So here comes Jesus 
into Jericho. This is, he's, he's in the middle or in the midst of his few years of public ministry, okay? Public meaning like he's out and about. People know uh, that he is a rabbi. People know that he's got people who are following him. People have heard stories about him, about him doing miraculous things. They've maybe heard of some of his teachings or maybe even been there for his teachings. How do we know some of this is happening? Because a crowd starts to gather around Jesus that we're gonna see, okay? Verse two says, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Turn to your neighbor, your other neighbor, slap him with a tortilla and say Zacchaeus, all right? (laughs) Some of you actually slapped him. That game is so funny to me, man. I do not want to get hit with the tortilla. Uh, There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich, okay? What do we need to know about tax collectors? They were hated by their fellow Jewish people, okay? It's kind of crazy. It's kind of hard to know, like, who would this actually be in our society? Like, it's not just an outcast, and it's not just a hated person, but it's like an ultra-hated person because they've turned their back on their people. Here's what a tax collector would have done, okay? So there were the Jews in the area, the Jewish people in the time, and they were ruled by the Romans, all right? Zacchaeus, being a Jewish person himself, here's what he did is he turned his back on his Jewish people by going to the Romans and say, hey, I will gather taxes on your behalf. So I'll work for you, I'll work for the Roman government, and I will take taxes from my people. Now, a tax collector isn't really, they're not a bad person. Again, our society, I know your parents hate taxes. Maybe you hate taxes, okay? Uh, And you're like, I have to, my parents take taxes from me, right? I don't know what it is. Um, But like tax collectors, not a great job still. People don't like it, okay? But it is an acceptable job today, okay? Here's why tax collectors at this time were especially hated. They turned their back on the Jewish people, not just because they were taking taxes and giving it to Rome, but in order to make an income themselves, they would take extra tax money and they could decide how much that was. They would take extra tax money. So it'd be like, hey, your taxes to Rome is $5 but I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna take $10, okay? Because that's just what I do and that's how I make money and that's how he gets to be Zacchaeus, a tax collector who was rich and also hated by his Jewish brothers and sisters, okay? We gotta go, we're losing losing time. Uh, He was rich and he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature, all right? That's how you know that that Zacchaeus was short. What does short mean? Short was probably real short for back in the day, okay? So uh, how many of you are 5'5 or taller? Anybody 5'5 or taller in the room? Nice, I never made it, guys. I never made it. The doctor one time gave me 5'3. I neglect to claim it because I'm not sure it was accurate. I will give myself 5'2 and a half, okay? 5'5 at the time was average height, Okay, so like if you're 5'5", you were average height. Like you think you're short right now, but you would have been average at the time. That would have been pretty good. I'm, I'm gonna guess like Zacchaeus didn't even reach five foot. Okay, if, if it's pointing out that he was small in stature, probably didn't reach five foot. How many of you are not yet five foot? Yes. How many of you are not yet five foot and you think that you are done growing? Anybody? A few of you. Yeah, I see that hand. That's my sister. Okay, my sister never reached five foot. My family is a short family. My mom's 5'5". She would have been an average Jewish 
human. Uh, So here's what he did. Verse four, he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree as Ava was singing just a minute ago to see him, to see Jesus, for he, Jesus, was about to pass that way. So here's like a little more insight, I think, onto how hated Zacchaeus was. If you're short, and I am, okay, you know that if there's a crowd of people and like you at least know a few of these people, typically, if you're friendly with them, they're gonna like usher you to the front. Like, hey, I know you can't see. Come on, get in the front. I experienced this all the time. Okay, I'm in a big group of people. People know that I can't see, but I know some of the people and they're kind to me. They let me through. Zacchaeus, it's like he's not even trying, right? Like he's not even gonna try to get to the front because he knows people are gonna be like, bro, get up, right? Short, shorty, hit you with a tortilla. So he climbs up into the tree to see Jesus. And when Jesus came to the place, he, Jesus, looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry down. Hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. Now, this is weird, okay? We don't have a ton of time to talk about how weird this is, but dude just rolls into town. You've heard about him, but you've never met him, and the first thing he does to you is point you out, like, in the midst of the crowd, okay? So Zacchaeus is probably feeling like, oh, no, why, why is Jesus talking to me right now? And then invites himself to your house, okay? It's very weird. Not, not a good first move, okay? You roll up into school, first day of school, you're the new kid, and you look at an eighth grader, okay? Let's just say you're a sixth grader. You look at an eighth grader and say, hey, I'm coming to your house tonight, and you're cooking me dinner, okay? You don't know them, they don't know you. Maybe you've heard what their name is, so you can use their name in this moment, kind of like Jesus does. It's a weird move, admittedly. But <laughs> we'll have to talk about this story at some, some other point, okay? Uh, so he hurried down and received him joyfully. So, Zacchaeus brings Jesus over to his house. Verse seven, when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. If they didn't hate Zacchaeus before, they are more upset with him now. The crowd's upset that Jesus receives this man and accepts him and is like actually kind to him. Verse eight, and Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold, all right? So Zacchaeus brings Jesus over to his house, seemingly gives him dinner. We're not exactly sure how much time passes, but at some point during this time together, Zacchaeus looks at Jesus, right, and says what? Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. So, hey, half of the stuff I have, I'm just gonna give it away. I'm giving it to the poor. And anybody that I've defrauded or anyone that I've wronged, anyone that I've done wrong in taking money from them, I'm gonna give it back to them four times over. Like, I'm gonna give them back four times. What I, that doesn't even make sense because you just gave away half your stuff. Everything you have from people came, like, came from those people. How does he even have enough to do that? I, I don't know, but he's like, I'm just, I'm just doing it. And Jesus said to him in verse nine, today salvation has come to this house since he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. Something's happened, something's changed in Zacchaeus. And Jesus says, this is why I've come. Real quick, where do we see belong in this story? The first of the three Bs. Anybody wanna give it to me? Just real short, sweet. Ava? When Jesus says, I'm coming over, bud, right? Like, hey, I'm... Is, is there another picture of belonging, like getting around a table, sharing a meal, coming over to somebody's house? Like the, the house is like a special place. Some of your parents don't have people over because they don't want people to see how messy it is and stuff like that, right? But that wasn't even an option. Jesus is just like, I'm coming over. Belonging, yeah, very clear. Jesus makes Zacchaeus feel like he belongs. Where's believe in this story? 
Pretty short, simple, straightforward. Anybody want to point it out? You scared of saying the wrong answer? Maybe. Really easy. In the back? Jesus says it, right? Jesus says, salvation has come to this house. Something over that period of dinner time, hangout time, changed Zacchaeus. Him spending time with Jesus resulted in salvation coming to this house. Somebody was saved. Somebody was transformed. Somebody was changed. And it seems to be Zacchaeus. Where do we see becoming in this story? Zacchaeus' reaction, his like immediate first step after receiving salvation after trusting in Jesus, after seeing, oh, maybe this really is the son of God is to give his stuff away, which Jesus talked about pretty regularly, helping and caring for the poor, not like not holding on to your stuff, not making an idol or a God of the stuff that you have. And Zacchaeus just turns around and gives it all away. Really short, really sweet this morning. Belong, believe, become. We see it in this interaction between Jesus and Zacchaeus. And our hope and prayer is that over the next few years, maybe even just over the next few months for you, you might experience some of those same things. That if you haven't yet felt like this is a place of belonging, that you might come to sense that and come to believe that. And in turn, come to look around and make other people feel like they belong too. That if you haven't trusted in Jesus, and here's the deal, a lot of you have trusted in Jesus you did it when you were in FG Kids, but here's maybe like a little extra thing that was kind of tagged onto that. Is part of the reason that you did that, and maybe part of the reason you believe now, a big part of it, and it's good, it's okay, is because it's what your parents believe too. But at some point over the next few years, maybe even over this year, here's what we hope happens is that your faith starts to become your own. You can't just believe the same thing that your parents believe simply because they believe it. You have to taste it and experience it and believe in Jesus and have your own relationship with Jesus personally for yourself, okay? We'll talk about more of that over the next little bit. And then the last one, become, that's this lifelong journey where none of us are perfect, none of us are Jesus in the flesh, but we are, are going after becoming more like him and how we treat other people and how we treat ourselves and how we love God and the way we do anything and everything, we're working on becoming more and more like Jesus, one baby step at a time. That's the vision. That's belong, believe, become. That's what we're here for. That's what we're doing week in, week out. That's why we do anything and everything that we do. Let me pray for us. You guys need to get out of here. God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for new sixth graders. Thank you for new silly games like Birdie on a Perch. I pray that this year would be a special year for our seventh, our eighth graders, our sixth graders, for all of us in this room, God. Would you have your hand over this year for us? Would you uh, teach us? Would you grow us? Would you mold us and shape us? Would people who don't believe in you, who are in this room right now, would they come to believe in you and trust in you? And when we all, one little step at a time, start to become more and more like you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.